makes me feel some type of way. October weather does? October weather. It's not October yet, though. It's not what? It's not October yet. Yeah, yeah, but this is like... Because we're getting... I was talking to B about that. Like, we're getting, like... Like, our weather is, like, a, a month early for the season. Like, everything's, like, coming up, like, a little earlier. It feels like, at least. Because this is that weather we usually get in October. This is that, like, Halloween weather. Yes. Like, and I, I love that. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I associate, like, overcast weather with our winters because it seems like mm-hmm. that's what like we don't get a lot of sun during the winter Mm-mm. that's the only thing that keeps the heat away i feel like that yeah because like you'll go to colorado i went to colorado at the beginning of the year you remember mm-hmm. if you remember um and it was sunny and still like 40 30 degrees mm-hmm. we just don't get that here like no. if the sun is out it's gonna be warm mm-hmm. generally mm-hmm and I love, I love how even the light gets. Because, like, we've talked about how yeah. sometimes I can't go out in the middle of the day because the light is too harsh. Yep. And from, a, from taking photos so long, yep. like, the world looks better when, when it's, like, in that golden hour yeah. before or after sunrise or sunset. Yeah. It's, like, I don't know. It's just more pleasing. Yeah, visually, maybe that's yeah. not something you care about, but I I really like no, looking. No, no, like no, I really I totally enjoy agree. enjoying things through my eyes. I didn't know what that. Do you remember the first time you said that to me? I was like, "What? It's the what? <laughs> it's the what hour?" <laughs> I had never heard that before. But after you said it, like I paid attention to it, and there's a there's a moment in the beginning of the day and at the end of the day where things just do look better. It's just like it's just beautiful. Like that lighting is just perfect and like it it yeah it's like golden everything's got like this like golden look but it's like almost more like because we get like like you said like we get really intense sunlight that just washes out color and like it's you can't everything's like overexposed you have to squint all day (laughs) Mm -hmm. or for a good Mm -hmm. portion of it yep yeah you wear the shades (laughs) you wear the shades shades all day yeah Yeah. all day (laughs) yeah but i was it just makes it easier to go outside because some days, like, some days it's a project, especially during the summer because I need to get, I need to bring three bottles of water with me. I need a change of clothes and, like, all this other stuff. And it's, mm-hmm. it's so much easier to mm-hmm. be outside when it's, like, like this outside. Because right now it's, what, 65 degrees overcast. Mm-hmm. Windy, with a little a, bit of breeze. A little bit, little bit of a breeze, but not a gale, full, yep. full like, full-on gale. Yep. And, um... Oh, dude, I had the best ride. Yeah. Best fucking ride. I, um... Like, like what I was telling you before we jumped on was that, uh... Like, when I get on the mountain bike, I feel pressure to go ride... Like, to go to a proper mountain bike trail and be like... And to, like, fully send it and, like... Yeah. Alright, today I'm gonna work on, like, a whip. Or today I'm gonna work yeah. on a table. Like, stuff like that. Yeah. And today I just grabbed the bag and a few cameras and a speaker yeah. and just like cruise until I got to a, fun, a part with some elevation and then I would like rip it a bunch of times and then yeah. just go on. Yeah. And it was just so easy with this weather because I didn't 
Mm-hmm. I didn't like soak through my shirt with sweat, but I got a little bit of sweaty when I was like pushing it. And that's the perfect amount. You get so much more fatigued when it's that hot. Like, I, and it always trips me out. Like, that's an, I love that October weather. Like, start it, feeling it, fresh. Yes. And like, there's a reason why, like, Running season always takes place right now because you train all summer in the heat. It's fucking blistering. You're like, you're struggling to like get better at all. Like you feel like you're getting better, but it's like you're barely seeing any of those results. And then the temperature drops. You stop retaining all that water that you need for the summer. Like you, you start like your performance is just better. Like you, you cool off faster. Like you don't get as hot as fast and just everything is just so nice. <laughs> it's just so nice. It's a nice. very Texas thing though. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I don't mind heat in so Colorado or California. Granted I don't go to those places in the middle of the summer, but yeah. it's just uh yeah. But I like that. It yeah. it, it makes you way more resilient. Mm-hmm. That being said, when I go to like where it's snowy, I'm a little bitch. Oh, dude. Because I'm just not used full to on. it. I don't have I'm any. I'm a full on bitch. I can't handle it. <laughs> I can't. I've seen snow as many times as it snowed here. That's it. I've never seen real snow. Like feet of snow, I've never experienced that. You need to. I know. Yeah. I know. I really want to go on, like I'd love to go skiing and snow, like Tom. We're going to have Tom on. And he did, uh, he worked on a, a ski resort and would work there um, during the day so that, no, he would work there in the evening so that during the day before he clocked in, because uh, he would clock in like late afternoon, so in the morning, and he'll correct this shit if I'm wrong, but... Shuts up, uh, Tom. Yes, I can't wait to have him on, it's going to be great. He uh, he would ride all morning, and so then he would he would work. And um, I was just like, damn, like, he, he like lived there, like, the, he lived in the snow. Like, lived in the snow. I'm like, it's got to get so cold at night, bro. But, I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I've never lived like that. Yeah. I don't I've know. I've never done know any of what that. it's like. I've, I've never been skiing. I've never been snowboarding. I would love to do... I would love to snowboard because I love skating. And I know it's different. It's like snowing, snowboarding is closer to surfing. What are you talking about? It's exactly the same thing. I've heard it's closer to... to oh, I've heard it's closer <laughs> to surfing. Have you surfed? Yeah. Yeah, see, I've never done that. Surfing is so good. Yeah. I'd take surfing every day over any really? snow sport. Yeah, I like the warm. I don't like like August and Texas warm, yeah. but I really like like California. Yeah. Oh, take, now now I'm more comfortable, dude. I'm there was a point there. where I would hard no the ocean a surfing. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, anyone well, asked me. Gotta get to that yeah, point. Yeah, but I feel a lot better about it now. Yeah. In practicing, <laughs> can't like now it's getting a little too cold pools aren't they're not even letting you in anywhere anymore but mm. still got to go to barton yep get that cold plunge yeah yeah when it's really cold it's warmer in barton than it is outside in the mm-hmm. air and then it's really interesting because you get out and you just freeze <sighs> yeah That'd we'll have to do that immune system 100 <laughs> percent. and yeah. the breath work hell yeah <laughs> yep. oh so speaking of immune system this would be worth mentioning for all of the other conversations that we've had about like COVID in the beginning, when my girlfriend got it, and I didn't get it, people were like, "Oh, did you like? Did you just get a false positive, or like, did you get a false negative, or or like, did she get a false positive?" And like, no, 
Her entire family got it. <laughs> I didn't get it, though. <laughs> and there's no one closer to her than I was, so... That shit but makes was... a difference. That shit makes a difference. Your immune system is your body. Go take care of it. We can move on. We'll talk more about the weather. <laughs> what about what about Halloween? How do you feel about Halloween? Cause that's like, like a holiday the... or like this year? Cause it's okay, little... well, kind of both. Because yeah. it's go- one, it's going to be so, so much different. Mm. And two, the, it's like the first holiday of the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Um, I mean, I liked it as a kid. It's not really as much my thing anymore. I kind of, yeah, just holidays in general. I would, I don't like giving any one day too much importance. Maybe that's some would say it's cynical. Um, yeah. but it's like it's whatever. You know, yeah. it's a it's a day where usually the streets are pretty quiet, and I get to go bomb hills that I yeah. don't usually get to. Yes. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. But I love being outside during that night. Halloween's <laughs> cool because everyone's out. That's just yes. fucking, it's a dope in that in, in that sense. Yep. No matter where you go, shit's happening and yeah. people are dressed up. That's, that's a cool my, thing. That's my favorite part. That is my favorite part. In terms of this year, I mean, people should, if you're comfortable with trick-or-treaters coming to your door, hell yeah. Make mm-hmm. it abundantly clear so the people that are out there can mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. Um, I... Pro- I'll probably go out and do something. I have, I have no idea what's going on. That's the thing. Yeah. Like I haven't really been keeping up with the social yeah. circles, and if people are hanging out, it's yeah. not. I'm not doing the social events, so it's like I'll probably just go out with my roommate and yeah. dress up on the bike and yeah, yeah, just you know, bomb the streets or whatever. But yeah. I, I hope people get out. Like yeah. I heard, LA was going to like they were planning on not allowing people to trick or treat and that got turned around real quick cuz people were outraged. Yeah. And I mean it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's the one we got to wear masks, right? Yeah. It's the one holiday where you wear a mask anyway. Yeah. So it's like For awesome. We're we're all set. Yes. Let's, it's business as usual. Let's do it up. Yes. And, um. and the candy is wrapped <laughs> like if you got if you want to spray hand sanitizer on that shit then by all means, you do what you gotta do, but that's been a thing. Like, obviously, don't eat candy that's not in a wrapper, and uh, check that shit for your kid before you give it to him. It's common like, sense, dude. Yeah, that's kind of been a thing for a while now. Like, there's all of the necessary precautions are built into the fucking holiday that's, at this point. <laughs> that's not what I was even worried about. Like, I'm not worried about that in any sense of the... I'm just worried about the people that are yeah. really uncomfortable with people on the streets without masks or shit like that. Where oh, yeah. You know, because yeah. some people are going to freak out. Yeah. You're walking down my street. You're going to give me COVID. Yeah. Dude. Stay, stay in your house, bro. You, I don't know. It's do not, it's not even worth getting into that. It's not. Yeah. It's not. How do you feel about it? I am personally very excited for Halloween this year. And a lot of it is really just I'm not going to be in school. So it's not mm. going to be that vibe of it. Like I've, I haven't had... For me, Halloween has always been while I'm in school for obvious reasons <laughs> mm-hmm. and now I'm not in school so this is going to be the first one where like I I don't know of parties and I don't know of things going on and like I'm cool with that because Halloween is not my favorite holiday I don't like that I don't really like that because it all it is is candy and I try my hardest all year long to not eat candy. So now it's in my face and I have to eat it. Like, that's, so like, that's the worst. But it's the worst and the best because I try and, like, keep that 
I try and keep it to that one point of the year mm. <laughs> and just like try and keep it minimal. But but that's only, you know, I'm weird and I care about that part. But um, yeah, not being in school during Halloween is going to be a different vibe. But of course, it's going to be totally different vibe because of all the, all the COVID stuff and all the lockdown stuff. But other than that, it's the weather. Like as soon as we get that kind of October weather, like that's that feeling that I get that's like, my first the first thought in my brain is like Halloween like okay it begins now like this is the season and like the rest of everything it like gives me this little bit of a boost like that same kind of boost and like feel good you get when you go and ride and it's that kind of weather mm-hmm. it gives me that for like all my business stuff it's like okay cool like now it's holiday season now we got to crack down now we got to get all this shit together like line it up like you know, put all this, put all the content out, put all the stuff out. Like, when you get the holidays now, for for social media aspect, you get the outline of like how to put stuff out there because you have holidays and you have like the season, and so like things have a certain vibe. And this year, I finally have like a cohesive vibe for my brand and for the things that I'm doing, and like I'm I'm excited to like share that in the season. Um, that's gonna be cool for me. So I'm really mm. excited. Is all that, can you talk about any of that? So I'm still just kind of in the planning phase. Like that's the best part about this. Like we haven't gotten there yet. And so like this is my time to kind of like plan that out and like, you know, feel it out and mm. see where things are going and see how I fit into it and just kind of like make the moves that way. Um, but but yeah, I'm definitely in like the beginning planning stages as far as like the, the, the holiday season is coming. But I definitely like we've talked about it too like setting up some events and stuff like now it's a lot easier to get people to come out in this weather than it is in 104 <laughs> so absolutely now would be the time to like do that kind of stuff so yeah that'll be that'll be cool and uh we're getting more people on the podcast <laughs> so that's cool that'll be like a nice little holiday treat as well yeah absolutely Next week we're having Tom and Yazan on. Shouts out to y'all. Um, yeah. Talk about some cool stuff. I know we're gonna be. I know Yazan's doing online school. I'm interested to find out what that's been like because I don't know too many people, or I don't have too many people super close to me that have been doing that. Um, that's what what you said about not being in school and not really having like the school connection to be like what's going on in terms mm-hmm. of every, all the people that I go yeah. to school with I thought that was super interesting and um, that vibe of the holiday too right like there's like a set vibe like you go to high school and then like the, the Halloween parties are different right like Halloween becomes a different kind of holiday you know what oh, I mean yeah. it's like a different kind of dressing up or dressing down you know what I mean it's but, all dressing down oh yeah no <laughs> oh yeah dude and then you get to college and it's like is that even a fucking costume? What the hell is that? Like, does that count? Is that legal? I don't even know. But then, yeah, you remove yourself from all of that, and it's just, well, I guess then it becomes another another day. But I like the, I like those social vibes. Like when those when those feels are in the air. Like when everybody is excited about one thing. Mm. Like, there's a vibe in. We live in a city, like a big city now. Over a million people here now, just over. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Mm. But with that, that's a million people's vibe that we're feeling 
<laughs> that changes. Yeah, yeah. I think that's one interesting... I mean, obviously that's some... That's a reason to live in a city. Because there's always, always shit going on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... I mean, equally as interesting is just seeing all that shit that's going on. Because, like, I would say, for the most part, I don't partake in those kinds of events. I'm, I'm much more interested in seeing them from the out. Not much more, but I just, as of right now, usually I'm seeing those kinds of things from the outside. And yeah. it's especially interesting during COVID. Yeah. Because everyone's outside. Like, no one has events yeah. inside anymore. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking... That's old, old school shit. And people are, like doing activities in the middle of the day where they would normally be in an office at work. It's like that now too. they're like, see, you, it's a fucking Tuesday, 10 in the morning, people running on the trail. It's like, it used to be on a Tuesday in the middle of the day, you go down to the trail like during school and work and there's nobody there because everyone's at school and work. But now there's people there because they, I don't know, whatever their story is, however they lined up their day to be there, if they're unfortunate to have lost their job, whatever the situation is, like they're spending their time doing something that is good and beneficial and that's a fucking awesome thing and that'll be cool that'll be cool this this whole season like I'm wondering what kind of different things are going to be out there people getting really creative with the way to like do events and I don't like all the 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 FaceTime or you know like the the concerts through your laptop like that ruins the experience of being somewhere live but it's a creative way to keep that going and i appreciate that aspect i like the ingenuity of it well and i think we're experiencing more of those because last two fridays ago um i went out with some coworkers, and they were having like an out outdoor dj session at zilker and there were like 200 people there and Say what you will about people getting close to each other, whatever. Mm. If you keep your distance, mm-hmm. it's all that fucking matters. Yeah. Right? So I camp out, like, a ways away. We can hear the music, and there are people spinning fire. Yeah. And, like, I feel like we're moving a lot more towards that kind of thing where it's like, yo, especially with Instagram. These, yeah. these things where it's like, I'm going to put this out here immediately. This is happening tonight. Yep. Whoever comes will come. Yep. And a lot of that, I, going back to how people are doing things... I love seeing those because that's yeah. that feels a lot more obviously I wasn't alive in the 60s 50s 60s and mm-hmm. 70s but I feel like that's much more reminiscent of those times mm-hmm. and how social gatherings were like came yeah. about yeah. and I think that's really what we need as a culture anyway because we, yeah. we've talked about this where people need to be face to face with each other having conversations instead of it's yelling at each other over the internet yeah so it is that vibe and I think we're the weather's just gonna bring that out of people. Yeah, yeah. I think even more. So many people were out there on really hot days just because now they had the time and now they could, or now they had like you know a, a little group of friends that they felt were COVID free and they were safe, and they would go out with them and they would do cool shit at the park and like the park has been packed like, and it's been fucking hot and people are still out there. Like God, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> like now, like oh man. On days where it's not raining and muddy, I can't even imagine. It's gonna be like blues on the green. Like Zucker's Pretty gonna much. look like blues on the green every day. Pretty much. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be wicked. <laughs> it's gonna be so cool. Bring your Bluetooth speaker. All right, so I, I do have something I wanted to tell you. This, um, um, I'm, I'm pretty proud of this. So, 
stick with me. It's a, it's a little bit of a story, I guess. But I had a customer call in. So the Tour de France just ended, right? And it ended on Monday, right? That was like their final ride or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so the last race was on Sunday. And then like it's all just time-based, right, on their last ride. Like they're not really racing as much as they're just like The riding. last stage of the day? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the last stage of the tour is generally pretty much the first three quarters are like a rollout. Mm -hmm. Like the the whole peloton is just chatting. Mm -hmm. They're cruising at about twenty miles an hour, which on a road bike is absolutely nothing. <laughs> and and it's just a big pack like of the best, the most elite road cyclists in the entire world talking about the last twenty days of mm -hmm. absolute carnage. Crashes, torture, and just, torture yeah. <laughs> wins, losses, oh, heartbreak, yeah. blood, sweat, and tears, literally. <laughs> you have the people in the leaders' jerseys all getting together for photos mm -hmm. and going to their cars for champagne. Yeah. Some cyclists are smoking cigars on the yeah. on the yeah. bike in yeah. the peloton. Yeah. And then you get to the last quarter of the race, and this is where you do like I think it's four laps. It's a few mm -hmm. circuits around the Champs Elysees, which is yeah. the the avenue in Paris, France. Mm -hmm. And you get to do a few laps, and that's it's flat as fuck. It's super mm -hmm. flat. It's mm -hmm. a super flat course, and that's where all the sprinters get to shine. Mm -hmm. And it's a very prestigious, prestigious stage for the sprinter that mm -hmm. wins, because mm -hmm. um, you're only racing for that last quarter of the race. So it's like balls to the wall. Mm -hmm. Every team is rooting for their one sprinter to win, mm -hmm. and it's like everyone's culminating around their sprinters. Mm -hmm. And so, in any case, that's what the last day was, yes. and it's super sick. <laughs> thank you for explaining that that was so much better than I ever could so that kind of vibe that's that's like what they're going into at the end of at the end of Sunday and at the end of Sunday the person who had won the green jersey ride, rides for Specialized and so Specialized announced a very limited edition frame set that is uh, they were donating I think it's I think it's half of the proceeds or something something like that to the uh, foundation that Specialized does for like mental health and stuff um, and they're doing an extremely limited run of 100 bikes. Last year, it sold out in 11 minutes. So I'm sitting at work on Sunday, and I get this call from a lady, um, and she must have recorded it and just finished watching it because she called me at like 11.30, and we open at 11. And she calls me, and she's like, uh, hi, uh, I want to place an order for the limited edition frame set. And so I hadn't even heard about it yet, and so I look it up and on the B2B side for Specialized, they have a, a little blurb about it. And they say that um, they're, they, they like give the, the rundown of it and like all that, all that stuff, like what the meaningful part is. And then they say, um, they announced that they would be doing this on Sunday. It's not available for order until it was 9 a.m. their time. So it was 11 a.m. our time. Um, and uh, it's B2B only. So you can only order through a shop. And wow. so I was like, okay, like I'm gonna try and get you this bike. And like, you know this, as a salesperson, like that, like I'm not gonna buy that bike. Even if I could afford that bike, I wouldn't buy that bike. But it's so limited edition. Like if I could get that, that's a sales win right there. That's a huge dub as like being able to do that for somebody else. like. A limited of 100 anyway so they're only doing the first 100 sizes that they get for those orders right like so the first 100 orders whatever sizes they get that's the those are the frames that are gonna be out there 
So they don't have them built yet at all. They're going to ship in October. <laughs> wow. A- end of October. So I, I, I put everything in and I get in contact with our buyer and I'm like, uh, you know, this customer is super excited. Um, I really want to get this for them. Uh, it, it, it only is available for order at 11 a.m. tomorrow. She did everything she needs to do as like a customer to like get to us in time and and I have all her information like she did she did everything she needs to do we need to do what we can do to help like get her this bike and so long story short I hear back uh, on Monday and we're closed Monday Tuesday but I get an email back from the specialized rep that I was CC'd in the email from our from our buyer So I get an email back from the, uh, the an email f- uh, that I'm, I'm, I'm CC'd in um, from our buyer and the specialized rep. And so I get this notification back saying that the order was successfully placed and, and he had emailed them and like tagged me in this ear, like, like CC'd me in this email at 1059 so that we would be at the top of their list. And like, I was just like, dude, if I could have dabbed him out right there, I totally would. But it, that was like the most clutch thing. And so um, as of now, like from everything that I understand about the situation, she's going to be able to get this bike. And like, mm. that is like a huge win for me. Like, I'm so, I'm so proud of myself and just so proud of Bicycle Sports Shop in like, we have a clout with Specialized where we're able to do that. Yes, we like, do. That's fucking cool, man. That is so cool. Like, there's only going to be a hundred of those in the world ever, ever. <laughs> and we are able to get one. And this person came to us for us to get one. Like, that's awesome, man. Brings a tear to my eye. I want to share that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. That's, that's fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for this check. Yeah, I'm so Wherever excited for her. I, yeah. hope yeah. I hope she listens. Yeah, I hope she Yo, listens. Shouts out. I want to yes. see a picture of that bike built. Hell yes. Oh my God. Even if it's like a raffle thing or whatever you're getting it for. I Honestly, I don't even care. Just the fact Just that, fucking you, cool. that you came to us and we could do that. Like, yeah, I'm proud of every single person involved. That was just, that was so cool. I didn't think I would be part of anything like that. Like, to me, that's just, that's cool. I like sales. It's satisfying when that shit happens. Yeah. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah. yeah. It's a really yeah. cool vibe. Did you follow the tour at all? Was that uh, something you did? My my family watches it every year, so whenever I got home, uh, they would have it on. They'd be watching in the evening. They record the morning one and then just watch it in the evening when my dad got off work. And so they would watch it. And I would, I would watch some of it, but no, nah, I, I wouldn't say that I like really kept up with any of it. I'm, no, definitely. I didn't I'm not, either. Yeah, I'm not... Uh, Road riding is weird at this point in my life. It's got a weird vibe for me. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to do you want to talk about that? Sure, totally. Weird uh, vibe in what sense? There's. Well, we in this whole podcast, right? We've been talking a lot, or I've been talking a lot about vibes, and there's a, a there's a vibe in 
in road riding that I don't really like jive with anymore. Like I don't, I don't really feel it. They, I, I loved it for the sport when I first got into it because I was riding my BMX everywhere and it, it was just a road bike just became a more efficient way of doing the kind of riding that I wanted to do because I wasn't really doing tricks. And I just fell in love with that feeling of a road bike and like the tarmac and the way it rolls and just like solid shifting like when you get that good shift and you're like you're, you're putting power in like I just fell in love with all of that and I thought that that's what other road riders got into it for but I didn't realize that it's so cultivated from such a young age right like the person who won this year he was what 21 uh I don't know exactly. He, he, he's younger than <laughs> us, and or younger than me, and just, I mean, that's just crazy. Like, you literally, you had to do that your entire life, and, and, and just be, just be, like, cultivated for that, basically, and that kind of sport, like, that aspect of the sport, I don't, I don't like that. I don't vibe with that. I like sport for the sport. I, I like sport for the the athletic endeavor, for the biomechanical mm. part of, of being a human. Like being able to move your body in a more efficient way, that's what should get a win. Okay, but let me counter with that. Yeah, let me yeah, counter that. Because yeah, yeah. someone who's ridden their bike forever, started from an extremely young age, been racing for a long time, biomechanically, they have... Biomechanically, but also from from an evolution standpoint, they have developed into a bike rider better than you and I am. Mm -hmm. Not to be confused with an overall athlete at everything. Because mm -hmm. I'm, what I'm guessing is if you took that guy on a trail run, his cardio would kick your ass. And going up to elevation, he would be solid. Mm -hmm. But when it came to really crazy raw power when it comes to running or squatting weight. I mean, in a trail run, right, there's a lot of stability and agility involved. Things like moving that. Moving linearly in a bike, like, you take them, they're going to snap an ankle, they'll be out from racing for three months. <laughs> snap an ankle or hurt, break a pelvis, you know? Perfect example. You've seen that video of, um, uh, 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 oh, he, he didn't race this year because he got in a crash. Uh, Chris Froome. Mm -hmm. um, the Team Sky, right? Like British, super big in football, soccer, football. And they had him out on the pitch and they were trying to like kick field goals. Mm -hmm. Dude, he couldn't even kick the ball. <laughs> he missed, they whipped on the ball. <laughs> like that kind of coordination. Like, yeah, continue. But Well, right. And so, well, I, I'm more so just worry, wondering what part you don't vibe with. Is it that you personally don't like the idea of dedicating not only your life but also like the life of your physical body yeah. to one physical endeavor because from my perspective knowing you just one sport doesn't cut it because you want to move in different ways it is yeah. a, it is about the movement for you mm -hmm. it's not about the competitiveness mm -hmm. or that sport that one sport mm -hmm. necessarily mm -hmm. um like i want to be good at the sport but yeah exactly that that's nail on the head. That's exactly what for it is. Sure. I, I for sure. For sure. And the competitive, when it becomes competitive for that reason, it's like I'm not, I'm not into it. When it's competitive, it's like, yo, we all do all these sports. Like, let's get good at this together 
and that inherent competitiveness to just get better at that sport like that's built into just doing that thing but you also all do different things like that's that's what being an athlete is to me and and that is the definition but do you not, of do you an not athlete. think it's cool more so from because i'm i'm always interested in these people that have dedicated their lives to one thing yeah mainly because i'm unable to do so and it's one it's a like a pull an inherent pull where it's like i can't do i need to do things more than one thing mm-hmm. and the other is that because like i feel like if i had continued playing soccer that would be my life you know it would be all enco- all encompassing soccer mm-hmm. like that's what i do and everything in my free time is to make myself better at that mm-hmm. and the, that same logic can be applied to you and to me now after the fact where it's like it's no longer the sport that every everything is towards me being get better at that sport it's everything it's when i'm moving like everything is to make movement better now yes right mm-hmm. i want to be better on the bike but i also want to be better running and i want to mm-hmm. be better i want to be getting better at them mm-hmm. equally as quickly almost mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, i want to get better at all of them at the same time Right. I don't like if I just get to one achievement in cycling and then stop cycling and just do running and get to achievement in running, stop that and pick up something else. Like it's like it's like landing that trick at like because I, I did do this as as a skater. Like I, I was into skating for a lot of years and I would get a trick like a tray flip. I remember I landed a tray flip and my immediate thought was like, cool, never have to do it again. <laughs> like yeah, I was like, cool, got it, got it. I can say I did it and I can do it now. Like now I don't have to do it. Hmm. So it was like I got to, I got there, and it was would. there any was there a voice in your head being like I need to continue being able to do this? It's a kind of a specific Mo- scenario. Yeah. Well, I'm... so at the at the point in my life, I definitely didn't have any thought process of this. But in hindsight, I can say that where that came from was it wasn't about the trick. It was about. I wanted to be good at like jumping <laughs> and like maneuvering a board and like getting that kind of flow. Like there's a flow to that sport and that flow tr- like you look at surfers, right? They're like so fucking laid back. Like half of that is cuz they get pummeled by a fucking wave. And the other half of that is like you're getting you, you're riding an aggressive thing in the most delicate way possible. Like you don't go fight a wave. You fucking flow with it. You, you don't go fight the concrete. You flow with it. You'll crash every single time. You'll bust ass every time if you try and fight that power. But you go with it and you, you learn that in fixed gear too. There's so much power there. You try and fight that, you get bucked right off. But you go with it or you counter it and then, and then you're good. You, and you have that and you have that control. And it's, that, it's like that aspect of sport that I like. Same thing with the, the soccer. Like when... Um, I remember one time specifically uh, where you called me out on uh, like I wasn't able to get my leg up like I wasn't like opening my hip enough when I was when a, it was coming like uh, you'd pass me a ball and it was coming to my right and I would you wanted I, to I, be in front of it instead of you wanted to be in front this was very specific but yeah. you wanted I would give you a lobbed chip Mm-hmm. I would chip you the ball, mm-hmm. and you wanted to move in front of it instead of put your leg out to bring it in front of you. Yes. 
And so, and we, yeah, we practiced it for like an hour. And that's that range day. of motion. That, yeah. That's yep. you being used to the bike and being like, well, I need to be in the center of the bike. Uh-huh. It's logic. Yep. It's logic applied from one sport to the other. And it's, yep. it had to be unlearned because uh-huh. for soccer, you don't always like if you're getting a huge cross ball and there's no one around you. Yes. By all means, get in front of that ball and stop it and make sure like open yourself up to the options for passing. Mm-hmm. But if you're on the move, then you want to slow that you want to trap the ball, control it, and mm-hmm. continue the movement with it. Because mm-hmm. generally, when you stay in one place, you're going to get clobbered by a defenseman that's larger than you, <laughs> yeah. larger, heavier, and more powerful than yeah. you. Yeah. And I've gotten that. Ha- I've had that's happened to me plenty of times. Or just kicking the shin, right? <laughs> just people contacting you yeah. when they've been running. Not, not, not ideal. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I don't like getting crashed into. I don't like yeah. crashing myself. And so, yeah. but yeah, same thing. I can mm-hmm. I could say the same thing with bikes. It's like mm-hmm. sometimes. Well, mostly with mountain biking because the bike moves so much mm-hmm. under you. But going through a turn, if it's if there's a berm or not, if it's a flat corner, you have to move the bike out from under you so that the we- the pressure is in the turn and your body is kind of pushing it into the turn into the yeah. into the yep. ground. Yeah, that's exactly how I had to learn to take turns on the fix with the bag on because it's so front heavy. Mm. If I lean the bike too much. It, I it would like I, I would just wash out like on, on so many turns just so easy mm. but it, it, if I did that same movement and I and I I turned but I had my weight out I could keep the bike upright and just turn the bar to get the turn but my weight still like countered that so it was like the bike was centered but I was centered for when the bike came back in off that turn you were off you were off yeah off centered Totally. Yeah. yeah. Like match it off a different angle almost. And sometimes you do that with, I mean, sometimes, again, all different sports, but soccer, mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. you have to pass the ball to yourself mm-hmm. around someone. Yeah. And you have to like, you have to count. Ah, it's so yeah. speci- so yeah. specific, but like yeah. you just, yeah. you move your body one way or the other to yeah. make sure you don't fly off your footing. And that's the part <laughs> that I love about sports and and yeah, it's that that's that same part. It's like when you're so dedicated to it that you literally think you're the best in the world because you can ride a bike really well. Like I just I can't get on with that. And that's so, that's that mentality I keep running into in that world. I would agree. Because you don't stay at the top forever. Yeah, and, and even I, if you I, are good at that, it's like you're just not good at so many other things like be, at least be humble about it. Like, yeah, you ride bikes exceptionally well, but, like, let's train other stuff. Mm. Total human optimization. Yes. Physical movement, just the best it can be. And, and the one sport where that is the sport, that, that's parkour. I would count, well, I would add on more so, where it's, it's not only movement. It's total human optimization is much more than that. It's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, all the other stuff. it's all, it's all encompassing. It's your relationships. It's your communication. It's social emotional regulation. Absolutely. Emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, intelligence when it comes to knowing your own body, it's coming back to nutrition mm-hmm. that we touched on earlier. It's like, 
Are you taking your vitamin D? Are you getting all the supplements you need? Are you getting enough water today? Have you gotten enough protein to, if you, if you need to get stronger, are you consuming enough or protein? just for the recovery. Just for like recovery, absolutely. Baseline is just a, a gram, my rule of thumb, it is a range, one gram per pound of body weight. That should be your baseline protein intake. Every day. Every day. That's just yeah. to maintain. But that's also kind of assuming you are being a fucking human and moving around. <laughs> like, things got to be adjusted if you're... And, th- and that's where the other diets come in. This is a little bit of a tangent, but that's where the other diets come in. And they, Veganism is good for certain people, but it's really good for the people that don't do anything outside of yoga. <laughs> like, you don't really need as much protein to be good at yoga because it's a different kind of movement and you're not spiking your heart rate you're not burning out your glycogen stores it, it's a different kind of thing it's it's a sedated kind of sport and it's a beautiful thing for sure there's so many benefits of it not knocking it at all it's it really is a great thing but it depends on what you're doing and if you want it in what we're talking about that's baseline and it's all those things like are you being the best human you can be and i there's so many aspects of that cycling where it's like they don't know how to work on their bike. They don't know their nutrition. Someone gives that to them. Like all they do is that one thing and then they get good at it and there's this ego. And it's that ego. I just I get it out of here. I don't fucking want any part of that. Hmm. I'd say that's fair. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. I like I like the way you explain that. Um it's a it's a hard one. Mm-hmm. I I would have responded negatively to the things you just said if I were still racing because it's it becomes your it becomes everything. It talking about talking about all encompassing, it becomes your identity. Mm-hmm. And so if you're a fast bike racer or if you're not, it starts to matter. It starts to even if you're not making money and you're still you're an amateur, it starts to matter. It starts to become an importance and a focal point in your life and when you give too much something too much attention generally it becomes negative not always but there's there's a, a fine line to walk there yeah and so mixing it up is extremely important yeah. um but yeah 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 i mean and also no high like just to clarify what we're saying it's also we're not also coming from like this high horse where it's like we do everything and these yeah. pro cyclists don't it's like yeah. we also don't train like those pro cyclists do and we yeah. we gawk at that intensity yeah i mean that is the level we strive for at the end of the day it's the people that are racing and competing and are number one that that's the goal like they have set the bar like i'm trying to get as close to that while still doing other shit as i can right and that's where mm. that yeah that's the respect and that that's that it then just gets real hard to respect when it's like you don't have respect for anything else like how it's just is it there's a barrier there but then you're also if you're looking for respect from people that who aren't even connected to your life that's where you're finding you're getting negative energy out of something that's not even meant for you mm-hmm. and that's something that's that social media has kind of cracked open, I would say, a little bit more, is because you can, like, 
you just go, you just suck all the ne- negative energy out of anything you want. You just focus on the right aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see that so many times. Is like, you know, I'll, I've talked shit about road cyclists. And then Mark Tremarkey, shouts out to Mark, you're a great guy and I fucking love your bike. He let me borrow his, his road bike, the sick BMC team machine. Yep. And it's like a really, really fast road bike. Yeah. Made for racing. Beautiful. And I get on that thing and I reconnect with that enjoyment of road riding. And yeah. the feeling you started talking about where yeah. it's like that contact with the road, the mm-hmm. hum of the wheels, mm-hmm. the getting to a slight like a slight incline and just shifting down one gear, continuing the effort and just cresting it and just keep on going or bombing a hill at 40 miles an hour and carving. Um, And that's where like, that's where the ego gets erased almost. It's like, Oh, those cyclists, they're really good at that thing. Maybe their, maybe their personas and their identity within the, with the sport Mm -hmm. rubbed off on you in a negative aspect because you're not into that culture mm-hmm. but if you rode these bikes or when when i ride those bikes again i'm like oh yeah mm-hmm. they're just out cruising like i enjoy doing and so well you have that, to regain that, is, that humility but that is the hope right it's the hope that in in the experience of the people that i've talked to who or or i, I guess it's even i i haven't even talked to them because i they're so high caliber right like I, i've I've never met, um, well, no, I guess one time I was like riding down Burnet and I think it was one guy, I was, I just so happened to be trying to catch up to one dude who, uh, was, I think he was in the, the tour that year. I remember his name and, and then, um, my, my mom pointed it out cause like I said, they watch it and they were like, this guy's from Austin. And didn't did you say you're riding oh, with some guy? And Lawson I, Craddock. I know. Yeah. I know him. Yeah. I've and been I, with him. I I I had yeah. I like put in like the biggest effort I ever could just to fucking catch him on burn it before the light, and I got him. I, I was I was able to catch up to him, but uh, that was it. <laughs> that mm-hmm. was it. I caught up to him. And he's you know fucking gone after that. But but uh, it was it, it's like when you talk to them, that's not the person that's winning, and that's not the person who's who's ego and mentality like ruins that for me those are the people that are fun to ride with those are the people that are that are cool and 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 i enjoy i enjoy those conversations i enjoy those things but well i want to add on that because do i know we've talked about the jim carrey quote where it's like i wish everyone could become rich and famous to realize that it's not the answer Mm -hmm. and i think you get that when you actually you get to meet those guys because i have i've had the great privilege of meeting Lawson Craddock and Colin Strickland, two local pros that are mm-hmm. unimaginably talented on the bike. And well said. You what I've what I come away from those experiences with is more so is just I had a false perception of them. If I had a negative if I have a negative perception of those people, it's generally it's generally because I was, some part of me was resentful that they had that success and I didn't. And again, come, That's you know, an interesting perspective. we were talking about this with, uh, we brought up a clip from Philip at Atar. <clears throat> Philip, you make amazing videos. Um, and he was talking about working through your trauma mm-hmm. and understanding yourself and understanding where your biases, but also your, like, 
the importance of your life, where those come from, and mm-hmm. why, and and so if and using if, that to seek your balance, absolutely, and so sometimes when you're very single-minded in your in what what is important, mm. so when I was road racing, it was being fast on the bike, mm. and when you see people who have gotten to a place where they're successful and they're doing what you would what you would like to see yourself doing. Sometimes that creates resentment, and that resentment will it will spill out towards other people who are below you, because then you will be in the position that they want to be, and you want to feel better than them. Because, and that's something that bike bikes, but also mostly physical endeavors teach you is that mm-hmm. you you could be the fastest in one thing, or you could be the fastest within a group or a town or a city, and there's generally someone faster than you. If you are the fastest person in the world, you're not going to stay like that. And there's going to be a young gun who wins the tour next year, even though you wanted to win it two years in a row. Mm-hmm. The, the new, there's, and that comes back to like humility, just humility, but also understanding the grander picture. Like, yeah. and that's, that's something that you get from mixing age groups. And that's yes. something that I got from riding in groups with people that are younger than me, but also people that are mm-hmm. older than me. And you get that from experiencing people who have nicer things than you or Mm -hmm. worse things than you Mm -hmm. but also who are more at peace with themselves or less at peace with themselves because you people who are who are more themselves or more confident in themselves or however you want to put it sometimes that's inspiring if it if it's the right kind it's inspiring it's i want to i want to be there yeah and i want to i want this person to be a part of my life because i want I want to have that kind of positivity or that yeah. wavelength or that vibe or what have you. Yeah. And then you, you experience people with, let's just say a lower vibe, a lower vibrate or whatever, whatever you want to, however you want to put it. And that's, that kind of moves you away from that if you are aware yeah. and you say, no, I don't, I don't want to be that unpresent in my life yeah. or I don't want to be that ne- yeah. neglectful f- to my body. Yeah. Or, or I just don't agree with that outlook. Like, that too, it, and I that's cool. I don't think that that is so. I, in my experience, that hasn't been terrible that way. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. I think that's a you thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And. Yeah. You just. It takes space and it takes time to realize those things too. Um, there's so many times where I've. I've reacted to criticism or just a comment or something negatively. And after the fact, I'm either thankful or I'm just like, oh man, I should have just, mm-hmm. not even anything. It's just like, oh, I could have been more at peace in that moment. Uh-huh. That's where that presence comes in. Yeah. Not the momentary awareness <laughs> that, that like, yeah, you and get I, that. I mean, yeah. And it's, but I don't want it to be 20 minutes after the yeah. situation passed. I'm always, we're talking about human going back to human optimization, it's like, I want to be so aware that I receive, I received the awareness of my ego reacting to a criticism. And I want to accept it from a place of knowing that my ego is reacting negatively in this way and understanding that that's my ego. That's not me. And that mm-hmm. the ego has been, has sore spots based on my personal life story and my personal past trauma mm-hmm. it for me it is easier to i 100 percent agree with that and, and totally vibe with that <laughs> uh but but the the 
the, the thoughts that are coming to mind are, are only the times where I've been successful with that. And I can, I can only say that when I am successful with that, it, it's, it's, the, it's almost not the awareness of it in the moment still. It's just the pause. It's the pause and the response. It's someone says something and you feel that like, oh, I gotta like fucking tell you you're wrong or whatever. And you just pause and think about your words. And in the times where I can't formulate a good sentence because I'm way too stuck on trying to like choose careful words to either not trigger them or not like make this conversation like look like bad on me. In those situations, I have just said, you know what? It's not worth it. We've reached a point here where we're not like we're not seeing eye to eye. We can't have a productive conversation, and I'm out. And however you want to see that, like you can talk to me about this later. But I'm telling you right now, I'm not having this talk right now. And those are the only times I've been successful with it. But I definitely, I mean, I told you that <laughs> where they, the dude was like. Just totally misunderstood what I was saying and then like walked off was like, I'm gonna tag you in this post. Like Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Mm. But I th- yeah. I I like what you said about just taking the pause. Um because and you know, talk again, maybe it's a unconscious bias of mine that I need I have to be immediate in my responses and that there is a wounded part of my ego that is not okay with actually being quiet for a second and actually taking time. There is a force that is an unconscious force on me that that makes me need to respond immediately because I feel shame about not saying anything. And that, that's not a, like a made-up scenario, that is a very real thing to me. Question. Where a lot of the... Go ahead. Would you say that you... Like... Have you had awkward moments in your life? Just... That's the first question. Of course. So, would you say that you've had a lot of them? Like, are you aware of awkward moments? Absolutely. So, (laughs) this is interesting. I am very much not. I have not... There's not a lot of times in my life where I can distinctly remember an awkward moment, but I remember having the conversation a lot with friends growing up in like elementary, middle school with like, people would say like, that's awkward. And I'm like, is it though? Like, what's awkward about it? Like, I, I just, I don't, I don't see the, the, the awkward part. It's like, okay, like, all right, that's, that's your view. Cool. Like moving on. Whereas like the awkward moment is okay yeah that's weird like why you think about it that way like now i feel uncomfortable i don't think about it that way like all of that that's an ego thought absolutely and and i don't think that i have that in that way i have tons of other ego thoughts but but in that one yeah i i I would not describe myself as an awkward person or having a lot of awkward moments i know i'm weird as fuck (laughs) but i'm totally okay with that (laughs) and i've always been okay with that part well i wouldn't say that i'm an awkward person Uh, yeah i wouldn't say that either right and that's not not something that that i hold within the circle of my identity whatsoever i think that's very interesting because for me awkwardness is generally like either you make it awkward or you don't 
Yes. On, uh, this yeah, is this has come up so the most. Saying, yeah. This has come up the most with friends that I know that I'm not like close with yet. And there's nothing wrong with that. But there's always a point where you gain, where you become close with someone. And for me, that moment of becoming close with someone is always being okay with complete silence. Yep. Because in, as soon as you're not okay with complete silence between someone, you're sitting next to someone somewhere and you're not, you feel awkward that there is not something being said. Mm. That's, where the, that's where you run into either shame or something that's, you're not okay with that. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's something that's personal personal to you, mm-hmm. personal to me. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm not okay with sitting next to someone, well, why why am why am, there's no reason? Mm-hmm. Are we cool? Cool. If we're not cool, why am I sitting next to you? Why mm-hmm. are you continuing to sit next to me? Yeah. Or really? like, what do we need to talk about? Like, why is this? And if we can't talk about it, then like, yeah, exactly. Like, why are we here? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's okay to come up to those walls and be like, yeah. I'm, we're probably not going to drive together. Yeah, yeah. Or at Gener- least we're not going to see eye to eye even, on this. Generally, you don't even run into that, though. Like, people who aren't... People you don't drive with, you're both going to kind of separate naturally. Yeah. But the, the awkwardness is very much more of, like, either you said something or... Bring it personally. Like, either I said something and I was like, oh, I should have just taken a second. Like, mm-hmm. going back to what you said. Or it's, or it's just that internal thing where it's like, this is awkward. Why am I? And then, mm-hmm. and then the immediate, immediate internal question after that is, why is this awkward? Mm-hmm. And then hopefully it's like, oh, this, this is, there's no reason for that to be yeah. not awkward anymore. Yeah. There is one thing that's coming to mind. I said one time <laughs> at, at PLP, I said, uh, I don't know, I made, I made a joke in like literally like dead silent, like dead air. And I remember, but in the, I didn't like, I'm thinking back on it. Like, yeah, that was an awkward moment. But in the moment I was thinking like, no one got it. <laughs> like, right? like, really? Like, okay, well, all right. What's next? Like, <laughs> like, all right, I guess that wasn't a good one. Try again next time. Right. <laughs> but, and I, that, that's, that would be the, I mean, I don't know. You tell me, is that the better way? I feel like that's the better way. I mean, that's what I try and get to. <laughs> I see no reason why that isn't the way you know yeah like i'm i'm okay with people making i'm i'm cool with people like i enjoy when people make jokes around me but also about me it it helps and sometimes there's a moment where people will make a joke about you and they'll pause because they they don't know if it if it's gone too far or not yes and that's a very interesting moment because you that's another one of those moments where it's like a choice to be should I make this feel awkward? Mm-hmm. Or should I just... Those were just words. Mm-hmm. And if they were meant in a slightly... If they were offensive to me, then I should... I should explain why they were offensive to that... To me, to that person that made those comments. Because that's open communication. Mm-hmm. And then they know what not to do. And that they can still make jokes. And they can explain, like... I said that. Like, in the tone that I said it... I didn't mean it that way, right? Like, we've done that. We just had a moment like that texting a couple of days ago, right? Like, uh, texted, one of us texted some, someone something, and it was, uh, it was like, it could be read in a weird way, mm-hmm. and I think my reply was, like, just like a, like a one word, like, I do that all the time to you, but, but, but like, yeah, like, it, it's, it's how you read it, right? And it's that yeah. I know that 
there's no ill intention anywhere ever. Like, and I, I sent I sent a text back. I was like, I didn't. I yeah. I didn't, that that I might didn't come mean, off a little aggro. I yeah, didn't mean, like, it, I like didn't mean it like that. <laughs> yeah, and that's and those are and and with texting and like tweets and all that shit. Like, that's how that shit should happen. But in a per like in a personal conversation, you get that vibe from the person, and then you get the tone and the way that they said it. Right, the intention, like you said, and it's like. Okay, if what they if the words that they said triggered me, then yeah, then that's worth talking about. And sometimes it's just worth talking about to yourself. Like, wait, I know that they didn't mean that, but like, why am I all butthurt about that? I've had, oh my god, <laughs> I've had so many. Like, I look like cartoon characters, and I have people tell me this all the time. And at at first, you know, like the first time you get told you look like a cartoon character where in the cartoon they're a fucking idiot and nobody likes them, that's like a damn kind of moment. Mm. But over time I've realized like, no, it's just a normal visual connection. Like this is hilarious. You look like a cartoon character. And like I see it all the time. And so like you said, like I, I there was someone who was making that joke about me and they took that pause and... I was like, you know, I was kind of waiting for them to like continue and I realized like, oh, okay, like, don't worry. Like, no, no, I see it too. Like, it's funny. Like, keep going. <laughs> like, yeah, like this is all right. But, but yeah. And, and I mean, for that person too, like if you're, if you're the person making the joke and you do take that pause, like that is the right thing to do too. Cause you're, you're, or you're check in with the person. Yeah. You're it's showing like, yo, that did, person like I care. Did like, I hurt you? I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, like but you have to test those lines. You have yeah. to figure out where people are at I same with last thing with the connecting to the social things but yeah. like when we play soccer together mm-hmm. sometimes if we're both going for the ball I'll hit you because I yeah. I'm I know what I'm doing when it comes to soccer and smashing yeah. my shoulder into someone yeah. and you know I don't mean to clobber you but I also mean to get you the fuck out of the way so no, I can get great. the ball I love and that those are, <laughs> right. I'm glad you like it I'm, I'm all about it and we've established that but at the beginning, I had to, I had to check yeah. in with you. I would clobber you, and I'd be like, "Yo, dude, yo, I just, you're on the ground. That's because of me. That's uh-huh. my fault. Are you yep. good? I didn't yeah. mean to like hurt you. Yeah, no, I meant no. to knock you down, but I didn't mean to hurt you. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and no. it's like, I, yes, I'm all good. Yes, thank you. For, like we're playing soccer. Yeah. You're showing me the ropes. Thank yeah. you. Like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Total respect of like, yeah. You have to, you have to learn, you have to learn how to play the game, and you can't. Like, especially with physical things, like, that's a great example because there's, and and I know this about myself personally, I'm not going to learn anything physical without physically doing it. Like, there's a certain amount of technique and stuff. That's some logic right there. Yeah. (laughs) But I definitely have to do it. And and when there's contact involved, you have to experience that contact, one, to know how to handle yourself, but two, just to know, like what it feels like and like what it's supposed to feel like and what those like yeah man i love getting hit <laughs> I, I love that part yeah it's great like, and like yeah. when you remember when you kick the ball you kick the ball and it it uh it it i put my hand up right mm-hmm. and it like bounced off my wrist yeah yeah that was great that was an awesome that was an awesome learning moment i love i love that shit and when things come like um chase did this too chase was uh we were we were playing football and like he doesn't know never thrown a football with me before right so we're throwing like short you know soft passes and like over time and i'm i learned this later 
uh, he used to play football and he actually was gonna go play football in college and some other shit happened which he'll talk about on the podcast hopefully um, but uh, he, he can fucking lop this thing like dude just straight line like bullet style and wow. yeah and like it was like him I, I had to tell him like I see I see you going harder like keep going like, cause I want to get comfortable with this ball coming out my face this fast. Mm-hmm. Like, that's important for me. I'm not gonna be able to throw it back that fast or that hard today. I mean, we can keep practicing that. If you want to keep playing, we can play after work every day. I'm good with that. But I, the catching part, that I can do. Mm-hmm. And I want to know what it feels like with a ball coming out, coming at me that fast. And one thing that you learn, right, especially in soccer, even a really fast ball, unless you're totally not paying attention, when it's coming at you. There's more time to see it than when you're looking at it from the side flying. It looks so much faster. Let me use that as an analogy for leaving school. When you're in the school system, you are on the football. (laughs) You are in the game. When you leave school, if you have the opportunity, which I was very privileged to have, you realize that life, there is life going on outside of school. And... If you continue on that train, you will go through the steps that are necessary to continue that lifestyle or that, those choices. And when you step outside of that, you become aware of the game. You become aware of the fact that that is what most people go through and that that is an experience. And, it's, and, and what's weird about humans is that we only get one life, mm-hmm. as far as we know. And so you, you only get a certain number of experiences. You can do anything, but you can't do everything. And you and can't so, do everything the first time again. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> and yeah, I, I'm doing something for the first time. I like that you said that because I've, I've learned to really enjoy that. Yeah. Cause it's like I've never done this. I'm scared of it. I've never been through this, but I need I don't need to. But I'm going to because I'm curious on about yeah. what's going on, like what's on the other side of making this decision and actually going for it. Yeah. It could be as simple as going to a new restaurant or as yeah. or as complex as choosing a new career or place to live or yeah, place to live, yeah. Sexual part or yeah. partner in general. Yeah. Or or sex. Hey, hey man. <laughs> <laughs> And, or a dog, you know, anything. Yeah. Uh, we went and picked out, like me and my roommate, Max, we went and picked out plants for the house the other day because we're, we're making this into our home and making it feel like a home. Yeah. And First thing I noticed when I walked in today was the plants. Yeah, yeah. And it was, it's a fucking cool vibe. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, but that experience. Yeah, it was just a, a very... Yeah. Very humbling experience, personally. To, to start to create a home, to create mm-hmm. some place that I enjoy being. Cause and, and to look at those kind of like products and like purchasing those things, like you've never done that before. Like it, it's like now it's real. And like before it was like, you know, I would get dragged to the store with my parents growing up and they would like buy whatever. Like I remember we, we had dogs so they would eat the couch. Like literally they would fucking chew on the couch. We went to like two, three couches growing up and I remember going to the store and we would look at furniture and it's fucking awful. And now here I am, you know, 
But you weren't picking out the furniture. Right. There's a and, big difference. And I had no, I had no reason. It's like, yeah, this should exist. Cool, great. And like, do we need it? I don't know. <laughs> but imagine if you had been exposed to living on your own earlier through whatever avenue that would have been mm -hmm. and experiencing having to do those things. It's like, mm -hmm. this yeah. house is kind of awful to be in when there's yeah. nothing here and I can't sit down and I don't have anything yeah. to set a book or cup on. Right. So I'm going to yeah. move some shit around and I'm yeah. going to make it comfortable. Now I have a light in the corner with a cactus and it feels mm -hmm. like a home and all yeah. that. Um, yeah. But think about, think about people that have never been able to make a decision in their life. Those, it, what really comes to mind is people that are forced, given no opportunity to change what avenue, like what choices are being made in their life. The, the kids that I really feel for people that aren't allowed to question school because of their parents, when people have, when you have a parent that is just overbearing and will not let you do anything unless you are going to school because that's what people do. Mm -hmm. It's a real awful thing because you're you you're closed off. Like the world, there's so many doors that are potentially that you could potentially open and experience, mm -hmm. and you aren't allowed to. And those are such informative years of your life mm -hmm. when you are told what to do, mm -hmm. and you must do those things and go through the steps that you haven't even chosen for mm -hmm. yourself. Yeah, um, and I'll add to that in just the the experience side of uh, not as a personal experience, but. I would imagine, like anything else, when that is what you were taught growing up, it's like it's like growing up in a, in a in an unideal home situation, right? Talking about it, you realize when you talk about your home life, or at least me, I guess. I guess it is a personal experience when you talk about your home life or certain aspects of it, um, or like family, what it means. Like for me, that's really what it is. To, to other people and you start I start talking about it and I start seeing these facial reactions of like oh that's so sad like I feel bad for you and over time I've realized like when you go through those things that is that is your experience and you don't see it as a bad thing or a hurtful thing but it is what it is and you can as a as a person it's your right to accept and your ability to accept other ways as better and more efficient ways you don't have to, but you can. And that's all a matter of perspective. And it's hard to convince people that are you know, brought up in those ways or, or have experienced those things that one, that's not everybody's experience, and two, it is okay to say, yeah, that was fucked up. And I wish it had been different. That's totally okay too. And so people that go through education, right? Because it's so worldwide, like education is the only way to make a way in your life. It's so hard to like pull people out of that zone of education is the only way. Like well, academic education is their only way. It becomes yeah. identity. And that's yeah. where, I'm going back to the parents, it's like that's their identity. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was of great importance when they grew up and things have changed. Or possibly flip side, right? They wished it, maybe they were that person who didn't have that and then they realized they wished they had that and they got to a point where they could have a family and provide that and so then it became all about that. Mm -hmm. It's like 
that pendulum, right? What was his name again? Philip Attar. Philip Attar. Trying to find that balance. It goes super hyper-masculine all the way super hyper-feminine, right? Finding that equilibrium. Like you can't take one thing, say that's bad, and go all the way to the extreme to fix it. That's that's definitely not the way. you got to understand what the extreme is, understand that what you also experienced was maybe not the extreme, or hopefully not the extreme, in situations that we're talking about are, that are bad, but, but somewhere on that side of the pendulum and then figure out where the middle is. That's, that's being an intelligent person in my book. For sure. And I didn't mean, like, mean that in a way of like necessarily demonizing those kind of parents yeah, because there are absolutely reasons, as yeah, you explained, their like biases. Yeah. Um, Just that but, I, but there is also regret where it's like those years were informative years and if I had had choice or there something had ha- happened differently. Um, but the regret is never a good thing either. It's yeah. like trying to, <laughs> feeling that loss for so many years. I mean, Philip, Phil was talking about that in his video where you will, you feel like you've gotten to a place and then feeling like you've gotten to a place ruins several years for you yeah. because you feel like everything's alright and you aren't looking for that next step that's that complacency yes and then the flip side of that the pendulum swings and it's I'm never enough I always have to be doing something mm-hmm. if I'm doing one thing it's not the right thing I have to be doing more or more mm-hmm. things or a different thing and, and you end up with anarchy the other side <laughs> right so it's a it's a careful balance, finding mm-hmm. space for the right things, finding time, and mm-hmm. a, maybe not a routine, because I'm not a fan of that term, but a, a cycle, mm-hmm. I would say, mm-hmm. of grinding yourself into the ground and then rebuilding yourself. That, yeah. That's more so me. It's, yeah. Some people are a little less aggressive with how they would explain it, but sure. that's how I like to live. Yeah, yeah I get that. I, I, <laughs> I like the... I like the, I like routine, but I like, like, it's totally, I don't, I don't like routine that is put on you. I like routine that is self-elected, and then the fun part of it is, now it's a routine in the, the, like, the, the action, and it's refining that action to be more productive. Like, the silly thing, like, because this is, this is the only thing I would say I have a routine for, is just, like, my morning routine. And that's, you know, when I get up, what do I do? And how do I do it? And, like, what's the order that I do it? And what's the, what's the timing that I do it? And, like, for me, the game and the fun part is, like, well, now I have a system that, like, a, like a certain things that I do. Well, how, how long does it take me to do this one thing? And you spend a day and you do it and you time that one thing. And for me, it's fun to try and knock that time off. Like, how fast can I do all these things? How fast and efficient can I do them and not forget things or miss things or whatever? And, like, that's, that's for me, that's the fun part of the routine. But it's ultimately, that's just refining the action. And that's understanding the, the components that go into that and electing them because they are beneficial for me. The, I like that part. <laughs> All of that, that, those are the things that end up getting lost in the kind of education and schooling that we have. 
And it's how are you supposed to teach that? And then how are you supposed to have that this kind of conversation with people who have been brought up like that so much? They're not willing to see that as not the best way. Or even a viable option sometimes. Yep. You just have to be open. Open. Open and being willing to try it yourself. Perspective and perception. <laughs> I love it. All right. Let's go uh, make gold ashes. Hell yes. We'll see y'all. Should, should we, um, we'll see y'all next week. Should we mention who's coming on? I'm excited. Well, this next week, um, we'll have Tom on. Do you yep. remember Tom's last name? I'm I'm sorry, Tom. I don't know your last name. Tom, I'm sorry, bro. DeSanto? DeFanto? DeSantos? I think so. Tom DeSantos, that's what your name's going to be for now. Yep, sorry, We will bro. see you in you a week. Correct it. Um, you can smack me next And then Yazin's coming on on Sunday. And uh, you, haven't met, you haven't met Yazin, but I used to yep. play soccer and skate with him. And cool. It'll be a fun conversation. I'm looking forward to it. Dude, I'm looking forward to all these, man. This is this is gonna be cool. So more content, more things. Moving forward. Look for us. We'll see y'all next week. Never Until then, get some. <laughs>